Springford and welcome to a very special edition of the Ramcast. We are here today with three members of our school district, Dr. Kelly Murray, Director of Curriculum and Instruction, Mr. Bob Catalano, Director of Curriculum and Technology, and Colleen Zazowski, our school board president. Welcome everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having us today. Thank you. So this is a special uh, episode in that it's a little bit out of our standard scheduled bi-weekly. We just came off of our February school board meetings and we're recording today so that we can give a little recap about what happened at the meetings. For people who aren't familiar with uh, school board and what they do, Colleen, can you tell us a little bit about the school board here at Springford? Sure can, Erin. Our board uh, gives the opportunity for our uh, students, our parents, our community members to come and attend our meetings, our very open meetings, and to learn about the happenings in the district. We uh, traditionally have a number of presentations throughout the year where we do highlight student accomplishments and also talk about the initiatives for the district, um, things that we may be considering uh, moving on. And this afternoon, we're here with Dr. Murray um, from Curriculum, who is going to talk to us about how she is maintaining um, our uh, curriculum programming and also looking to the future. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Murray. Thank you. This is a very exciting time for the curriculum department and for Springford School District. We, of course, have our large initiative, Springford Learning, which has been in place for several years now in really looking at how we're connecting technology and instructional practices in really meaningful ways. But we are also looking toward the future and looking at what can we become within within the next 10 years or so. One of the most exciting events that we just brought One of the most exciting opportunities that we recently brought to Curriculum Committee is a partnership with University of Pittsburgh to offer dual enrollment credit for students who are taking French 4 and French 5. Through this opportunity, students can earn both a high school transcript for these courses and high school credit, but then they can also earn college credit and a transcript from University of Pittsburgh. It's an amazing opportunity for students because University of Pittsburgh is only charging us $75 per credit, which means that students can walk away with credit for French 4 and or French 5 for $225 per course, which Total. is truly remarkable. That's, Total. That's amazing. It $225 is truly remarkable. For- a college credits. Yes. And what's uh, what's incredible about this opportunity as well is University of Pitt offers additional courses as well that we're currently looking into to see if there's any additional opportunities other than French 4 so we can expand those offerings to our students. That's huge. It is. It's amazing. I wish I took French. <laughs> now. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't have that opportunity when I was in high school. That's true. We are, we're fortunate because we do have some dual enrollment courses already in place. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at how we can expand those options through other universities. Um, so we have opportunities already with Monco, um, but this is again just another opportunity and a really great opportunity for students to get those college credits, experience a, a, a college course while they're in high school, um, and then also maybe save some money down the road. And Colleen, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to throw your daughter out. <laughs> But we can do that. But she heard about this. And, she did hear and about it this. Really piqued her interest. It did pique her interest. There are a number of students currently in the French four class that, when they heard about this opportunity, want to possibly consider the French five. The French five would be included in that as well. Correct. French four and French five. Correct. And what's nice about this opportunity is that we're not necessarily adding a new course, but instead we're looking at our French four and our French five courses and retooling them, updating our curriculum, updating the resources that we're going to be using so that it aligns with the PIT course. So it's not a new course. It's not an additional course. It's a revision of 
our current course. It really is almost an enhancement, I think, is the way we're perceiving it um, in the community because this is an opportunity for them to take a college-level course. They have the background. They have French uh, from the pre-class to the French 3 that most of them or all of them would have had to complete in order to consider the French 4 or French 5 and to do it and have both high school credit and college credit from Pitt, one of the schools that's very commonly mm -hmm. um, considered by our students here at Springford, is really, uh, that's, that's really noteworthy. And um, it adds, like you said, to the dual enrollment courses. We do have some from Monco, Arcadia, and now Pitt. And we will be looking to see what other ones we can get from Pitt as well. Mm -hmm. But yes, thank Absolutely. you for looking into that. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention too that one of the great aspects about this partnership is that it's our teachers who are teaching that course. So our teachers have the opportunity to partner with a professor at Pitt so they also can build their toolkit and they can build their experiences as well. Um, but it is led by our teachers, which mm -hmm. is really nice to be able to keep such a course within within our building as well. And just this last week on our board agenda was the um, request for the approval for the teachers to have that training at Pitt and to have that opportunity to collaborate with those professors at Pitt. So the board is certainly supportive of this um, initiative coming out of curriculum. Great. So in addition to um, the Pitt partnership that we had on agenda this week was a virtual option, which I, I don't know the correct terminology for it, um, so I'm going to ask you to expand a little bit on that possibility. Exactly. We are in the process of um, looking at unfolding a RAMS Virtual Academy initiative where we can um, give students the opportunity to take courses in a traditional format that, as they always have, but also give them the opportunity to take some of those courses online. Um, we are in the very early stages of planning this. Um, we brought it to the curriculum committee to, to really gauge support and engage um, the interest in such an initiative. We're in an exciting time um, at the high school because we're moving into next year where students will each have a device that they can work with, a school issue device. So we're at a great opportunity to be able to offer an online class for students. And what's again, an, another view that we're looking at this from is that we want our teachers to be teaching them. So looking at again, what are some of the flexible options for students? What are some of the flexible options for teachers? And how could students really enhance the opportunity, their, their high school experience by taking an online course? Once they move into college and secondary education, most students will have taken, will, will be taking a online course at some point in their careers. Um, and we really think it's a great opportunity for students to take it while they're with us and we can provide some additional supports for them um, before they're taking it as an adult. So we're really looking forward to, to developing that plan further and coming up with um, a really tightly constructed plan um, for the rollout of this. We're looking into, um, for this upcoming school year, using this as a planning year so that we can work out all of the, the details, um, build a leadership team that will help identify all of the different aspects to make this effective and make this um, this approach really viable for students. Yeah, that this exposure that the students would have in a um, virtual academy, so to speak, brings a lot of um, different opportunities that maybe our students don't have right now and may impact some of the other initiatives that the board is considering. So we will be very much keeping a close eye on this and we're very excited to hear about this programming. We're looking forward to further discussions on this for sure. 
That, that's a really great point. I think that this option offers so many different options for students, not only the medium in which they take the courses, but also looking at various um, aspects within their schedule. With the option to take an asynchronous online course, it might open up some flexibility with the student's schedule so they can pursue internships, externships, and so forth. Um, just giving a, some more flexibility within the schedule to be able to, to pursue those opportunities which they may not currently have because of time constraints. So Absolutely. really does help with the whole balance. I mean, one of the things that we often hear about and, and what we see is that our students are spread in so many different directions, and this flexibility may help them to navigate those waters a little bit more successfully. Even. Absolutely. So, Great point. Mm -hmm. And I would love to get to the point where students can really understand how they learn as a learner and understand which courses would work for them in an online environment and which ones would not, mm -hmm. and be able to be very selective in that, that process by understanding who they are and what their needs are. And let's do that at high school and not in college. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So those are two huge initiatives that came out of your curriculum and technology committee this month. What else did you have um, changes that are coming out of, of curriculum tech? One of the other aspects that we shared was a revision of how our curriculum documents are currently being written. Um, a curriculum document is a, a, a document that guides instruction for teachers. We work with teams of teachers to help develop and identify what students should be able to know and, and are able to do by the end of each course. Um, the curriculum documents exist K-12 for every course, every content area. And what we did was look at some of um, some of the current trends with not only standards and, and whatnot, but also looking at social emotional learning needs. We do have um, a, a strong focus within the district of how we're supporting the whole child, how we're supporting all aspects of students. And from an academic point, we see the value in making sure that those pieces are not taught in isolation, that those pieces are taught within um, a regular class within each lesson um, and supporting students from that aspect. So what we've done is update our curriculum documents to make sure that we can take what's really implicit about social emotional learning, learning and make it explicit within our curriculum documents. So we know that everyone's on the same page and we're making real connections within the content for students. Sometimes social emotional learning concepts are taught in isolation and then you go back to your academic class and that's what we we're trying to avoid. We want, um, you know, as you're conducting a lesson, if there's a nice fit with social emotional learning, let's help make it for the students. Mm -hmm. Let's not assume that the students can make that connection for themselves. Let's help make that and teach within that academic lesson the social emotional skills that we know students will only benefit from in the future. And you're very right, Dr. Murray, that that is the social-emotional learning is a hot topic right now. Uh, there were presentations uh, to us as uh, the board members had attended the PSBA conference last year, and uh, we as a board are supporting exploration of different levels of programming related to social-emotional learning and bringing that into the curriculum um, and into Springford School District. So we do support that, looking, that exploration of looking at that further. That's great, and I mm -hmm. think that's why it's such an exciting time because I've, ha I've felt so much support from the board as we're looking at technology, as we're looking towards social-emotional learning or PIT initiatives. Um, it's really an exciting time to be within the district. Well, I applaud you for recognizing that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we do try. And as you just mentioned technology, we do have our director of technology here, Bob Catalano. You gave a presentation at the curriculum and tech meeting, the committee meeting, on the next five years of what technology looks like for our students, which was a fantastic presentation. 
um, very visual. And I know that we're not on a visual format here, but can you explain to our listeners a little bit about what tech is going to look like for our students? Well, a little background. We've been doing modernized learning, Spring Forward learning for five to six years now at Spring Forward, which was in a cohort model which was a one-to-many scenario where we had carts, and each teacher that got a cart got the professional development over that year. And we had got to a point where we decided from an uh, administration and a board standpoint how to proceed with Spring Forward Learning moving forward. So this year at the ninth grade center, we gave every kid a brand-new Chromebook, and we've looked at what we've done so far in that rollout and that scenario and to see what was good, what was bad, and how we want to do that moving forward. So we presented a five-year plan on where we want to go with this. So next year, the ninth graders will go into 10th grade. And the will have their Chromebooks. Correct. And then the incoming freshmen will get the Chromebooks as well. And then the 11th and 12th graders next year will get the Chromebooks. So we'll be the same standard across the board, 9 to 12, with the Spring Forward Learning model. And then we'll continue to do the professional development at the 7th and 8th grade model as we proceed and to roll this down. And so eventually, in 2023, you'll have Spring Forward Learning from the 5 to 12 model. Same device, consistent across the board mm-hmm. with the same curriculum with every student. That's a, that's a big bite there that you're taking. Every student from 5 to 12 will have a device. Yes. We look at technology today, tomorrow, and where we're going throughout five years. And mm-hmm. that could change along the way, but that's our goal today. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as a board member and also as a parent of two ninth graders, I will tell you that the rollout was very smooth sailing um, and that it's been very successful for at the, throughout the year. And one of the common threads or common themes that I've heard from other parents is that we are meeting the needs of the students where they are and we are teaching them where they are so that in in essence many of the parents and I share this with them feel that we are since we are meeting them where they are they're being even more successful and um, so we attribute that to to this planning that's going on and thank you very much for that continued you know that look forward and that makes me so happy to hear because mm-hmm. really the pillar behind Spring Forward Learning is exactly what you said, meeting students where they are, understanding what the correct level of difficulty is for students, and using assessments not as a way to understand what kids don't know, but the opposite. Using assessments as a way to understand where they are and what their needs are so then we can be reflective and we can then react to that and help design instruction to meet students where they are and design activities that are engaging, meeting the needs and the demands and the interests of students today. Um, So it really brings me a lot of happiness to hear that that is what people are feeling because Mm -hmm. that's absolutely the intent of Spring Forward Learning. And we're looking at technology as a way to support that. Mm -hmm. How do we connect the two? We don't want to bring in a device just to replace instruction or to replace certain aspects, but how does it complement it? And how do we use technology to engage today's learners? I, I think that's happened, and that's a tribute to the curriculum and technology programming here at Springford mm-hmm. and to both of you. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. So you had a few other big topics coming out of curriculum and tech this month. Um, I get really excited about new clothes, and you kind of have a new wardrobe coming up. We do have some new clothes coming up in the way of middle school band uniforms. Um, we are currently in the process of purchasing new band uniforms for our middle school. Um, they are fabulous. They have um, some really nice features, such as adjustable lengths, so that it really can help meet our students with where they are, with a variety of sizes that students are coming to, to us with at the middle school. Um, but we are very excited to have middle school band uniforms coming very soon. And there were some questions uh, at the meeting this month yes, about the mm-hmm. cost of the uniforms, I think it's important to point out, though, 
you get like 15 years out of these uniforms. Absolutely. The last set of uniforms that we had um, well extended their life um, expectancy. Mm -hmm. So we are hoping to get at least 10 to 15 years out of these uniforms. So th that's where we are. We're at the process of they haven't been updated recently. So we're excited to be able to do that now. Um, but they do. They last us a long time. Our students take great care of them. Mm -hmm. um, and so we... we you know, it really is an investment for long term. Mm -hmm. And the high school, uh, we were told at the board meeting that the high school marching band uniforms were replaced a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And this, in turn, is now time for the middle school um, marching band uniforms to be replaced. So we are following on that continuum. We, t we did the high school. Now it's time for the marching band at the middle school. Um, they will be kept at the middle school and, and cared, for it as, um, cared for, as you said, uh, by the students who do use them. So exactly um, we are very proud of our marching bands too very, i was very gonna proud. say the same thing mm -hmm. our, our marching bands have sounded amazing they've they've really um taken it up a notch and have done fantastic things um not only locally but also nationally nationally so we're yes. excited to mm -hmm. um also be able to update and refresh the look for them as well their performances really are something to brag about they are they yeah. are absolutely mm -hmm. We are bringing for K-2 scholastic um, newsletters as part of the curriculum, which is really a nice opportunity to have an integrated curriculum tying very closely in with ELA standards, but also moving away from that traditional textbook for this particular grade level with our youngest learners. And then for grades three to five, we are bringing in a program called My World. Um, so we're very excited to have a new social studies curriculum, K to five. Our teams and our, our curriculum supervisor, Katie Gardy, is working very hard to develop and update that curriculum. I mentioned earlier the social emotional learning piece. They're the first team that is really working on developing the curriculum with the integrated social emotional piece. And it's a perfect content area to do it with, with our youngest learners. So we're really excited to bring not only a new K to five curriculum, but also the integrated social emotional learning piece with this, this group. So we're actualizing it right away and getting it moving. So as we talk about curriculum and technology committee, we also have other committees that the board supports as well. We have community relations. We also have policy, finance, property, extracurricular, um, and personnel. I like our community relations committee. I say that it's the fun committee. It definitely is the fun it's committee. It's, it's Andrew and I. <laughs> it's about Erin and Andrew. <laughs> and we're we're bragging about everything that the school district is doing. Yes. Uh, typically, though, these committees meet every month. I will say curriculum, I'm sorry, um, community relations and extracurricular swap months yeah they meet uh, bi-monthly yep so mm -hmm. we met in february in february then it's um april april mm -hmm. that we meet again next month in march it will be extracurricular that's correct so mm -hmm. when you and andrew get back on camera next month you'll be talking a little bit about extracurricular probably yes we'll be continuing the board table talk mm -hmm. um as we are right now in this format, we'll be doing it on RCTV next month mm -hmm. after the board meeting. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about extracurricular at that time. Um, but today in this Ram cast, <laughs> which is a tongue twister it for is. me. We've it got, is. I mean, we're Ram focused. We are Ram focused. Yeah. Um, we do have these other committees. And in each of these committee, there's, committees, there's a lot of important work mm -hmm. that is being done. And the finance committee focuses on working on the budget right mm -hmm. now um, as we move into the rest of this school year. Property just finished building our beautiful um, fitness center, getting the elevator finished there, and also the addition to the performing arts area. They need a breather. They do need a breather. They need a break. They need we a do breather. have, uh, 
I mean, our buildings are beautiful. They are beautiful, well and kept. our reputation is that we have mm -hmm. the most beautiful buildings in the area. We just had um, mm -hmm. the Vex Robotics competition over at the Ninth Grade Center with 60 other teams from different schools, and in sitting out in the audience for a little bit, I heard people talk about how impressive just the, the bleachers were. Mm -hmm. I mean... They were impressed by how clean the bleachers were. That's that's how much focus we put on our facilities here. And I do hear that almost weekly mm -hmm. at the um, Spring Forward basketball games. Mm -hmm. uh, the focus really is our gyms are clean, our halls are clean, our bathrooms are clean, and you know that that is a big thanks to our maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, people here because they do a heck of a job making sure that our buildings are tip top. And Mr. Hunter also has a nice long-range plan for us mm -hmm. that he will continue. So I'm sure they're not going to get too much of a breather after finishing um, the um, growth here or the expansion here. But uh, they will definitely continue to maintain our buildings and our plan mm -hmm. with what will need to be done next. Um, so Another that's in, that's really in, important committee is policy. Policy is. And, it, and that's your baby. It is. It is close to my heart. We've done a lot of great things in policy. And one of the, the big pieces that we're working on in policy right now is really taking a look at all of our policies, trying to um, synthesize that information, if you will, and really keep what is absolutely appropriate and anything that is maybe beyond that or could be an administrative guideline as mm -hmm. opposed to part of a written policy. We're moving that over to really simplify the process and make it user-friendly for anybody in the community that would want to look at any of our policies. We do say the, the work, the heavy list, lifting, happens at the committee level. It does. It does happen at the committee level. When we, when we come to those board meetings, to the work session, and then to the actual board meeting, we are giving the reports on what's happening in committee. But mm -hmm. the committee is where things um get worked out, where the wrinkles get worked out, so that when things come to the board table, there is already the hard work done, able to answer questions from a variety of folks that are present at those meetings, uh, and then move forward with and those initiatives. Speaking of people being present, mm -hmm. all of our meetings are open to the public. All of our meetings are open to the public, the board meetings, the work sessions, and the committee meetings, and they're all posted on our website mm -hmm. so that there is easy access for people to know when they're taking place, where they're taking place, and we invite you to come. We'd love to have more community participation. Well, and if you can't make it to a board meeting but are interested in knowing what happened, uh, after every um, board meeting, mm -hmm. we do put out board notes, which has a review of what happened at the board meeting, any presentations, if there's um, budget information that's being sent All the out, hot topics. All the hot topics, mm -hmm. and um, also a short review of what happens at the committee level as well. But if you don't want to read... Mm -hmm. board notes. You can also rewatch the board meeting on RCTV. You can rewatch the board meeting on RCTV. You can tune into Board Table Talk for mm -hmm. um, just a highlight, or you can listen to these Ramcasts as we go forward um, so that bi-monthly we will be doing, as I said, the um, taping at the on, for the RCTV, and then on the opposite month, mm -hmm. we will be doing the Ramcast. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we actually uh, made a change on the website to make it easier to find the board meetings. We, uh, the day of a board meeting, there's you go to the spring-4.net, there's going to be a pop-up that says click here at 7.30 to watch the board meeting live. Because RCTV, RCTV does live stream the meetings as well. 
That's excellent. That's excellent. I, I've I've often been been asked that question mm-hmm. if they are live streamed, and um, that's good to know that it will be easier access mm-hmm. for people to find that rather than to maybe find it at home on their own. Yeah. And with that, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw over to Andrew for five random questions. Now, this is something we do typically with the Ramcast. Uh, at the end of of each Ramcast with our guests, I know Colleen, it's a surprise. <laughs> surprise so he's gonna Aaron knows how much I love surprises <laughs> we're gonna throw to Andrew four or five random questions all right so these are pretty easy um first one cats or dogs dogs why I'm a boxer mom <laughs> that's why what is one thing you can't live without my phone of your phone who was the last person you texted Uh, Mike McCluskey from the Railroad. (laughs) (laughs) Dinner reservations? Um, Magnets. (laughs) If you had a spirit animal, what would it be? A lion. Why a lion? Um, Because I have been known to be assertive and to go after my goals without backing down. And give one piece of advice to your younger self. Uh, Yeah, live in the present with your eye on the future. Keep your eye on the prize. So what is your favorite thing to watch on RCTV? I would have to go with the board meetings because uh, since I am new to the role of president of the school board, I think it's a good opportunity for me to take a look at what went well and where you can make changes and and make inroads for um, benefit of future meetings. Although I will say I most enjoy the cooking shows. <laughs> so. And rewatching the board meeting gives you good perspective. In it case does. you missed something when you were sitting there. It or... does. It absolutely does. Yeah. And that's all my questions for you. That was it. They were pretty easy, right? Yes, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on to this very special edition of the Ramcast, our sort of offset of board table talk over here on the Ramcast. We hope uh, to have you back. Well, I mean, we will have you back. We don't hope. You'll be back here. (laughs) Well, I thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited about this new format and this this new plan that we're doing here. Um, I I think it, I I hope it, as I said earlier when we were talking about curriculum, with the whole modernized learning initiative, we are reaching the students where they are. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this format for um, reviewing the board meetings through RCTV one month and then through the format of of Ramcast. I'm hoping that that will reach our listeners and our target audience so that more and more members of the community can really learn what's happening here at Springford and, and know that they're welcome to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see you at the table. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and make sure to rate and review this podcast. We have new episodes of the Ramcast every other Wednesday. The Ramcast is produced by the Office of Communications, Marketing, and Media. And special thanks to our audiovisual technician, Rich Pervetti. Thanks, everyone.